Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, Dan Patrick here. The following is an interview I did with the host of Tossed Popcorn, the new podcast on the Dan Patrick Podcast Network. So, what made you guys enter the next great podcast? Well, during quarantine, we would go on weekly walks to make sure that the other person went outside (laughs) and we would talk on the phone for an hour or two. And at some point, Sienna made a movie reference that Mm -hmm. I did not understand and Sienna could not explain. No, I did not know what movie it was from. And that was the moment where we realized neither of us knew movies, nor did we want to see a lot of the great ones. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time we were able to admit to anybody in this moment. I remember it walking past the park. Yes. But why was the first time? What were you afraid of? It's that shame. that comes along with not knowing great cinema, things you were supposed to see. Mm -hmm. For some reason, that's just part of our society that we're all (laughs) supposed to have seen these movies at some point. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. I just kind of forgot to. But what was the movie where you felt like I'm I'm inferior to mankind because I haven't seen this movie? (laughs) Hmm. I think for me, it was Casablanca. Everybody had said, oh my gosh, that's such a good movie. That's such a classic. But then I went and I saw it in a movie theater during one summer in college. And I was like, this is bad. (laughs) (laughs) What is everyone talking about? I'm not having a good time. Okay. What's the movie that you didn't think you would like that you did? That's a great question. There've been a few of those. One of them, for example, was Lawrence of Arabia, which very, very long film. So long. Like many of the top films are, but it was so beautiful. What did you Mm -hmm. think of his blue eyes? Okay, thank you. (laughs) That is what I said. Sienna did not notice them. What? I was more focused on his nostrils. (laughs) (laughs) 
And that, so Sienna loved that movie because it was visually beautiful. I loved it because it was about World War One, and I love studying the First World War. <laughs> well, you do have a thing for nostrils, so I, I do understand that. You know, when you when when you meet somebody and you say, "What what are the characteristics you really like?" Mm, he's got great mm -hmm. nostrils. Uh -huh. Oh yeah. Anytime she tells me about a boy, she goes <laughs> oh. nostril first. They were flaring. <laughs> But the what eyes, I mean, the eyes are so blue, not that yes. they didn't doctor them up, but I mean, I, I didn't listen to the dialogue. I couldn't help Thank but you. notice I got lost in his blue eyes. We got lost in the eyes and the camels. Ooh. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Like the camels and the dunes. But, <laughs> yeah, but, we missed most of the movie. <laughs> and, and so you've had some that you go, what am I doing watching this? Or what, mm -hmm. what is it that makes it so great? Have you, have you come across an actor or an actress where you, you go, oh, my God, like they jump off the screen. <gasps> yes. Oh, no. What was her name? The woman in Sunset Boulevard who's like, what? What? What do you want? Is that Come Gloria on. Swanson? That's so possible, Dan, <laughs> and we should know. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie in 30 years. You guys... <laughs> Just watched it less than 30 days ago. And we have already recorded our episode on it. And I did say her <laughs> name during it. And I don't remember. Okay. But I love her. And we're so sorry. But fortunately, this is sort of the point of our podcast is that we're coming in here with no knowledge and leaving with, honestly, sometimes less knowledge. But, but okay. <laughs> what do you want the, the audience movie. to take away from your podcast? This is a great question. <laughs> we have a couple theories about this. One of them is that we want people to be able to know if this is something that is worth watching for them, if they have similar viewing experiences as ourselves. For anybody who's not a cinephile themselves, but is interested in these films, maybe this will give them a taste of what things might be worth watching for them, what they might get something out of, and which ones they might skip. And our other thought is we want to provide a safe space for people who also are not enjoying these films to know that they are not alone in that opinion. <laughs> But do you say, hey, tune in, we're going to talk about Raging Bull, we don't get it, or we don't like it, or... Yeah, so uh, another point of starting this podcast was we were like, okay, we've heard from everybody that these are the classics, fine, we're going to meet you halfway and actually watch them and see what they're about. So we try to go in with an open mind. I will say Raging Bull was a tough one because the poster is like a man getting punched in the face. And I was like, that's not going to be for me. But we try to. Wait, wait, wait. Be very you, you didn't you didn't love Raging Bull. <laughs> Dan, can you believe it? <laughs> Two young women, one of whom gets nauseous pretty easily, <laughs> didn't enjoy Raging oh. Bull. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did not like that movie. Do you like that movie, Dan? I do. I, I think oh. that's a pretty it the way it's shot. You know, it's black and white and, and it just there's something about black and white, it, whether it's photos or movies that just it, it almost gives you more depth. It, it gives you more of a, a personality of it. And I just thought I thought De Niro was really great in that. Uh, but surely, Dan, the domestic abuse and the misogyny were upsetting to watch. Oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of movies where there's bad things that happen, but this is based on a real story. I've actually I actually met Jake LaMotta and met really? his, his wife, Vicky. Uh -oh. Yes. And De Niro looked just like Jake LaMotta. Mm, and wow. so I, I'm just looking at the acting part of this and, and how, it, you know, Scorsese shot it. Right. Not necessarily, you know what's going on or what the storylines are. I mean, if we did that, we would be probably removing 
quite a few movies from, you know, the top 100. Do you have and a guilty pleasure, happened. like a guilty pleasure movie? Yes. <laughs> Maybe not not part of the top 100 where not you go, yet. I'm afraid to admit this publicly, but I love this. Uh, what is our guilty pleasure movie? Yeah. Mine has been actually very publicly admitted. Okay. But... It's 1917, the World War One film starring George Mackay and a bunch of other boys. <laughs> it is. And wow, it's perfect cinema. I have no notes. There's a huge poster of it in my living room. But again, that's a lot of the uh, World War One of it all. And the fact that my my type when it comes to men is tall and haunted. Well, <laughs> the the way it's shot, too, is yes. is really wonderful uh, mm -hmm. and, and puts you in that moment. So. Um, I, I didn't watch it for the same reason you did, but um, <laughs> but I, I can understand that. I, I, Thank you. Yes, uh, and, you know, that's also the beauty of, of our podcast and just viewing movies in this world that we're trying to give a voice to is that we all watch it for different reasons, mm -hmm. and that's okay. And maybe the reasons we watch it for aren't the reasons why it would get on an AFI list, <laughs> but we think they're still valid. I, myself, my guilty pleasure movie would be something like Hot Rod. <laughs> Which is very a very dumb movie <laughs> that entertains me every time, and I wouldn't want to admit it to most people. I wouldn't call it like a feminist battle cry either, but no. I don't think it's really a battle cry of anything. <laughs> Who's in Hot Rod? That is, is it Andy Samberg? Andy Samberg. Oh, yeah, and the Lonely Island guys. Mm. I... It's very dumb. <laughs> it's about a guy who wants to punch his stepdad. <laughs> Okay. Not not raging bull in a way. Yeah. yeah. yeah kind of similar. Okay. That I, I can't imagine the elevator pitch where you go in and say, okay, here's the movie. I want to punch my stepdad. And that's what makes it so genius. <laughs> who would you like to have on? Like who would that's be, you know, great guest? Oh my gosh. That's such a good question. For me, it's again going to be George Mackay, simply because anyway, I can meet him. Okay. <laughs> I'll do it. Okay. Gosh, I would be so honored to have anybody join in <laughs> on our games. Okay, our but games. would you want to have De Niro on and then... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm so sorry, that was an incredibly quick no for me, which I just learned now is my opinion. <laughs> I think what actually would be fun for me is would be to have like young non-men filmmakers come on and give their takes on these movies as well because I think it's really exciting what movies these days are doing and they're very very different from a lot of these classics on this list and I think that could be a fun and interesting conversation to get perspectives of the people who are different from the people who made and starred in a lot of these movies. Give me a movie today or recently that you think could end up in the top 100. Mamma Mia. <laughs> Yeah, and it's fun for the whole family. It's an incredible film. Yeah, there. That's the storylines are really incredible, and uh, <laughs> wow, there's some acting going on in there. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have Meryl, but even then, I think Meryl Streep had to look at the script and go, oh, "This is going to be some of the toughest acting of my life." Yeah, but was she looking at the script or was she looking at the score by ABBA? I think she was looking at the scenery. She, <laughs> yes. I, I think she was like. Hey, uh, Pierce Brosnan, how about we go to the Greek Isles and we do a movie? Sure. Right. Sounds great. Because that's what it Vacation. felt like. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you have one, though, uh, like a, a true great movie that you think that will, you know, kind of withstand the test of time? 
in the last 5, 10, 15 Ooh. years? One that I've seen that really, I, I'm afraid to say 1917 because I know it's your thing. <laughs> no, but you I really can't take hers. You can't take hers. <laughs> okay. What about, um, I thought Booksmart was very, very fun and good. And that was sort of the like women reclaiming of Superbad. Was that the movie that yeah. it was compared to? Yeah. Yeah. And I saw that one as someone who was a nerd in high school and did not party and then got into a good school but found out all my friends who partied also got into good schools. It really uh, was like reading my journal. <laughs> I liked it. I thought it had, you know, the premise was, I didn't think it was great. I didn't think it lived up to what it could have been because it mm. started. And then I just thought it sort of flattened out there, but, but I did like both of those characters. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I think, I think, I think that's, that's what's interesting, interesting about these movies too, is that that one resonated with me so much because that was an experience that I had had. And I think, you know, we have these conversations about representation mattering. And a lot of the movies on this list are told from the white male perspective about a lot of white men. And it makes sense that they've been praised forever because most of the people praising them who've been the people in power have been white men. And so that's, I think, another reason that we are diving into this and also why our list would look very different. But I think everybody's would. And wasn't Olivia Wilde the uh, director yes, of that movie? Was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have a movie. Okay. I have the one that would be on the list. Here we go. What We Do in the Shadows. Oh. The okay. vampire mockumentary. Thought it was brilliant. Thought, thought, um, and he's, he's, he's crazy talented. Yeah. Yeah. He's extremely talented. Mm. But, but also, you, you know, he's acting and, and just the whole premise there. And then some of the lines that are delivered and, uh, and that's one of those where here's here's the premise. Can you have that last for an entire movie? And they did. So I, I thought that was great. Did you guys watch Slumdog Millionaire? No. no. I did. Okay. And? That was a great movie. Okay. I heard that one was violent. Is that right? Yes. I, yeah. 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 That's why I stayed away. That is a great movie. It, it's sort of violent. I think. You have to know that my tolerance level for violence yeah. is almost negative. Yeah. <laughs> This but, is from the woman who muted The Godfather. I did. Most of it. Do you know I've never watched The Godfather? That's the right choice. <laughs> all the way through. I've never watched it all the way through. Um, it's, <laughs> what it's, parts have you seen? Uh, where Brando gets, you know, knocked off. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> he just wanted those oranges. <laughs> it, it just, uh, or maybe he did live. I don't know. But I, I he gets shot and I, I don't know. I, I just... My wife's Italian, so we don't really talk about organized crime or the mafia. Uh, yeah, smart. So that's all. I mean, it's, I didn't yeah. watch The Sopranos. Sure. Wow. And Dan, do you ever feel embarrassed for not having seen The Godfather? Do people make you feel ashamed? No. Hmm. And therein lies the difference. Yeah. I mean, they <laughs> might, but I don't. I don't care. It's like okay. I I never saw um, Star Trek. I, I saw the first Star Wars probably 25 years after it came out. Same. I just had no interest in the, those kind of things. Yeah. But, but I don't feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I, I don't have something to bring up at dinner with people mm. where you're like somebody's talking in a foreign language and you're just sitting there. I just go, eh, they'll be done soon. And I think where it hits us is the fact that we're entering the industry now and we're trying to you know make headway in the field and also there's still 
a fair bit of sexism and a fair bit of like assumptions that if you don't know what you're talking about or that if you are a woman, you don't know what you're talking about. And so we will get that energy of like, oh, you haven't seen this. That's yeah. like embarrassing for you. You probably want me to explain the whole thing, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, no. I actually, I feel like, Dan, I, I don't care. I don't, yeah. I know. I don't want to have seen it. <laughs> and, and, you know, I'm in a, a different position uh, being a male and also being older where I can just so I, I don't care mm-hmm. where where you might not might feel like, oh, I have to, I have to have wide-eyed, under, you know, wonderment of like, tell me, tell me more yeah. about this and why I should watch this. I was just like, I don't, I don't have time for that stuff. Yes, I love and that we, energy. We hope that with this podcast, we can leave and help other people leave it. Yeah, feeling with that the they strength. don't need to care either. With the strength of Dan Patrick, <laughs> are you, are you guys can approach every film, bro? So, are you taking uh, improv lessons? We actually met on our college improv team and uh, became fast friends. Um, we did. We were doing improv in LA before the pandemic, yeah. um, and now it has sort of passed away for the time being. But we still do improv every day every together. Day. <laughs> How much every does it help being best friends, though, or good friends when you're you're doing this? It helps a lot. That is also why when I heard the ad for the next great podcast competition, we just the previous week had had that first conversation about how we don't really love classic films. And it came about just from being two besties. Mm -hmm. And uh, we we figured, oh, my God, we have such a good time talking to each other about anything. We could talk for hours on any topic. And how fun would it be to sit down and actually record those conversations and invite other people into them? Have you gotten upset with one another on the podcast? (laughs) Oh my gosh, all the time, <laughs> which is one of the reasons it also helps to be such good friends. Yes. Because we are used to disagreeing. We're kind of opposites in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. but we make each other laugh so much. Yeah. And we know there's love there at the end of the day. So yes, we often, we have different things that we like or dislike about these movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, like Liana doesn't care as much about film production as I, I do. <laughs> so I'll be saying, oh my gosh, these special effects are so good for the 60s. And Leanne doesn't care at all. I am, all right. How much, like, uh, whatever. <laughs> how much money did you spend on the backdrop for uh, today? Thank you. Yeah, I mean, this that's... This was um, a gorgeous, I believe it was a Bed Bath & Beyond purchase. Okay. For arguably $24.99. I like and it. And then as you can see, it's really stunningly adhered to the wall with painter's tape. Tape like was it. about a dollar. I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, minimalist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what movies do you have coming up? Coming up, we've got Star Wars, we've got Psycho, we've got, I think it's Sunset Boulevard after yes. that. Great movie. 2001 have, A Space Odyssey, Absolute Fever Dream. Wait, have you already seen these movies? You've already reviewed them? These ones we've seen and reviewed. Else, Other ones later, we've got The General from the 1920s. We don't know anything about that one. I don't know. Um, anything. On the Waterfront from oh, yeah. the 30s. <laughs> that's Since, that's Brando. Uh, Brando. Like, yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. That's that's uh that's pretty impressive performance there. Okay, great. I'm excited know. for that one. I'll yeah. look forward to it. Yeah, and it's in black and white. Just want to let you know. I don't know, you know, if you're like, oh, it's not in color. <laughs> hey, it's okay I, when it's supposed to be black and white. If it's from the time of black and white, that's fine. Yeah. It's when someone says, I made it black and white, and thus it should be number four on the list. But <laughs> I am a little more critical. <laughs> okay, Scorsese. You had color as an option. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but he's he's doing a movie that would have been in the black and white era. Okay. 
I'm not going to convince you. I I know I'm not going to convince you on this. All right. I will say I did appreciate that it was in black and white because the blood could not be uh, in in red. And it was already I was very queasy for the whole film. Okay, but what about Psycho? Oh, here's the thing, Dan. I previously have mentioned that my type is tall and haunted. Um, No one taller or more haunted than Norman Bates. He is the blueprint. It was actually a difficult episode to record because Liana was so distracted talking about his face. Wait, so even though he's a bad guy, Uh, he's still hot. I'm not saying my type is like good for me, but also (laughs) technically he's not bad. It's technically his mother. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Like there's, there's, there's depth to your analysis and there is absolutely no depth to some of your analysis. Somebody, one person on Twitter was like, oh, you should check out Tossed Popcorn. They don't take themselves seriously. You will learn absolutely nothing from the podcast. And we were like, yes, we did it. We did it. But someone else replied and was like, I've actually learned a lot. So yes. Don't forget Liana does historical context. We do talk about why the movie was made and why we think it was made, why we think it was great at the time. Mm-hmm. I do. I try to talk about war uh, almost every episode. And I, I try to stop her from talking about it almost every episode. Okay. <laughs> I have to edit it out so much. A- aside from 1917, what's the mm. best war movie that um, you've ever here's, seen? Here's something very silly. That is the only war film that I have seen. <laughs> what? Because 1917, you've seen it. Yes. So but you know, it's, it's not wait, very saving violent. saving Private Ryan platoon. Okay, we did have to watch. We had to watch Saving Private Ryan in the eighth grade because our teacher was like, "This is the only way to learn about Normandy." <laughs> so our parents had to sign permission slips. We all had to go in, and I was watching it. I was in eighth period history, so the whole day throughout my other middle school classes, I could hear Saving Private Ryan from the history classroom, and it was horrifying. So by the time I got to it, our teacher had said, "If you get too upset, you can go sit in my office for the rest of class." And I made it maybe a minute in. No violence had happened yet. They're just on the ships and you see a soldier like nervously wringing his hands. And I said, I gotta go. (laughs) I just couldn't, couldn't handle it. Mm, Okay. So, you know, what's crazy too, is she's not the only person like that. That's, (laughs) That's been an interesting thing about doing this podcast as well is some of it, you know, we went in, we were honored and shocked to win the contest Mm. we didn't think it was a prank yes yes we worked very hard obviously but we didn't know if this was a relatable sort of podcast to do you know we didn't force ourselves to win the people just wanted us to (laughs) and but hearing people's feedback since we'll get messages on instagram and twitter of people saying oh my gosh this is exactly how i feel oh i can't watch things when they're too violent i don't like things when they're this way or that way and it's so refreshing to have just a different take on the film critique medium so anyway it's been very interesting i i thought it was crazy that liana hates violence that much but there are tons of people like that and we're trying to give a a space for them well congrats and uh continue i thank you whatever it is then you know just continue whether it's no (laughs) bloodshed you know you know haunted men uh, you know cute guys in 1917 i mean Mm -hmm. all the deep things that people were come to expect with uh, toss popcorn Dan, can we ask you, what's your favorite movie? I don't have a favorite. Wow. I don't. Um, there are certain movies you kind of find them and then you just keep, like you'll, no matter where it is in the movie, you just keep watching. Mm. Hoosier, Hoosiers is one of those that I, I just think it's 
no matter where it is, you can pick it up and then take it as long as you want. But I, I don't, I like movies, but I'm, I'm not one of those that here's my top five. I've just never, yeah. I've mm. never done that. But yeah. if somebody will bring up, cause you could bring up 10, I can say, Oh, I, I got my top five and you could bring up 10 and I'd go, yeah, to all of them being <laughs> in my top five. So it, yeah. <laughs> it does, it make sense. Um, and you know, if I had to watch one movie, I don't yeah. even know if I could come up with one that that's my, and I've been in probably 20 movies with Adam Sandler. So 20, <gasps> 22 movies with, uh, Adam Sandler, that that's season two of Toss Popcorn. You watch yes. all of the Sandler movies and then Perfect. you get and there's not much bloodshed in Sandler movies, just to let you know. This is yeah. great because the AFI list is going to end and we're going to need other stuff. to yes. do. Yeah, there's only 100 of the top movies <laughs> yeah. in there. But um, I'm trying to think. I love Rocky. Mm, I'm that excited. On the list. That. Really? I, obviously, no. Um, <laughs> I'm excited because, you know, it's it's Stallone before we knew Stallone. And, and you, you find out what he did to get it made, and he didn't want to, he wanted to star in it. And Talia Shire is just wonderful. Uh, Burgess Meredith is trainer. Like it, it was cast so well. And I, I just, I, I thought that Stallone comes off as a, a, a true underdog. Um, mm. He played, because in real life, he was an underdog. He was nobody, he just had a script, he had an idea. Yes. And he and he sold it, and uh, so he had already won prior to even being in the movie. Um, but I thought Rocky was really, really well done, and it's a love story too. Yes, that's what and I he, hear. That's why I'm excited about it. You Sounds know, Dan, like a rom com. I, I feel the same way about the film Iron Man from 2008, starring Robert Downey Jr. Again, an underdog story. Mm. Again, a love story in a way. Both him with Gwyneth and him with machinery as well. I like Tony Stark. Oh, who doesn't? And 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 Robert Downey Jr. is a, a, a great, great actor. Great actor. Yeah. And I loved him in that role. Yes. I don't know that if was the first, That I, was the first movie I was allowed to watch on a school night. I wouldn't put it in the Rocky category. But, <laughs> I don't know. But, it, but, it, but it's, a nice, it's a nice movie. Rock, iron. Ooh. Materials. Hard minerals. Yeah. yeah. Chemistry <laughs> class. I don't know. This is why it works. It's tossed popcorn. <laughs> I hope it works. Hard hitting takes. Like yes, those. exactly. Just loose guesses about geology. <laughs> yeah, but you guys went to a good college. I didn't. So thank you. Where yeah. did you go to school? Dayton. Dayton's great. Indy 500. Yeah. No, that's Indy. No. Dayton, Dayton 500. Dayton 1000? No, no, no. Daytona. <laughs> that's, that's, five, that's right. Hey. The Dayton game? We will edit that part. You out. know Thank what? You. Yeah, we're going to cut that out. Yeah, we we don't we don't want to hurt the, your credibility. Uh, no, of course. No. We are huge in yeah. the NASCAR world. I, yeah, I don't want to hurt your credibility. I'll let you guys hurt your credibility. I I don't want to do it. Yeah, yeah. The, no problem. The, the Dayton 500. It's a big NASCAR race, known as the Daytona 500. It could be. It it could Maybe be. We started something. Here. <laughs> I mean. Next podcast, <laughs> the Dayton Five Hundred. Thank you guys, and uh, congratulations and good luck. We're all counting you, on you. Oh well, great. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much, Dan. It's such an honor to meet you. We're Yay. excited to be part of your your team. Yes, well, thank you, thank <laughs> and you. Congratulations on all of the items in your room. All my little tchotchkes here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have. I love. I I collect. 
I'm a hoarder. I was a hoarder before you were called a hoarder. And oh, I, wow. so I just save everything. Yeah. Everything. That's nice. Yes. We hope to one day have as many things in front of well, us. Well, look at what you got right now. I mean, you're not really <laughs> lacking that much. Did you notice the popcorn? Can well, they not see it? Yeah, I can barely see it. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder. I think that would have to need to be presented a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Next time. Well, that's, this is what we're learning from you already. Well, I didn't want to pry. I didn't want to pry too much in what's behind you because I like there's a picture, I think. This is my dog. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Good to introduce Kibo on, oh, the, uh, okay. on the show. Yeah, sure. It's a sweet little painting. All right. Yeah, the other so. thing is a mug of a corgi. So we got a dog. Yeah, theme. that's see, you gotta it's gotta be front and center. Like my mm -hmm. my thing's in front here. Yeah. Bring them up this here. Is... Right now? <laughs> no, no, no. But in you know, in future, just bring them up in okay, front. Yeah. So then we can because you want them to see it, not look past you and go, I don't I don't know what that is. What is that? What and then they're not yeah. listening to you. Yeah. See, look at this. We're learning so much already. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> we feel like two apprentices. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah, this this is, contract is yeah. helping us. After, after 40 years in the business, this is this is what I can impart here. Yeah. Bring Dan's the tchotchkes front and center. Tchotchkes right. in the foreground. Yes, All right. absolutely. Not the background. That's All the right. only note we will take from this. Yeah. All right. I have to go to work. Me too. Okay. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Dan, so All much. Right. Take care. Take care. Bye. Too. Bye. Go check out more of Tossed Popcorn on danpatrick.com slash podcast with new episodes airing every Tuesday. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one -on -one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.